Welcome to New Entry Wrestling Podcast, baby! Welcome back to New Entry Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Sexy Ian, with my co-host, Jose! What it do, baby? Hey, Ian here, listeners. All right, listeners, before we get started, uh, please go check out our merch store on teesprings, teesprings.com. And now we're also on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Search for New Entry Wrestling Podcast. Also, please follow our Instagram, uh, New Wrestling Pod. We're on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also check out our YouTube. Please and thank you. Yeah. What's up, Jose? Welcome back, baby. What's up? What's up? Good to be back. Oh, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> All right, man. How you been? Good, good, man. Just been keeping life steady. Amen to that, my brother. I want. I need a massage. <laughs> my shoulder hurts right here. Oh, I'm, you. Try. I try to open uh that bag, the pizza rolls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I got an owie, man. It hurts, but all right, man. Uh, for today's episode, um, this one's kind of hard to explain. So, the reason I brought you on this show because I'm here to give you uh my top ten list of matches I believe should have made invented that pay per view or could have, you know, or right or, or even why didn't it? I when we all thought that was going to be the main event and it turns out it wasn't um but yeah so um i'm just gonna go ahead and, and get straight to it also uh-huh. uh another reason why i brought you on here is because i want to get your opinion on my list because i uh-huh. have i i read it down from from 10 to 1 so this is you know obviously number one is like crazy to me they didn't even main event it so would yeah, it be my best or would it be my worst? <laughs> hard to say. <laughs> this is like, okay. Th- it's, it's one of those thinkers. It's a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, my number 10, right? Is Dolph right. Ziggler versus The Miz at No Mercy for the title, career versus title, right? Dolph Ziggler was putting his career on the line against Miz's title, the IC title. This was the, the semi-main event match. Um, the main the match the main event it was Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. So and the opening match was AJ Styles versus John Cena versus uh Dean Ambrose for the WWE Championship, and with the whole even of that match alone, it's you know it's a main event match, and Randy Orton Bray Wyatt. I mean, it. It could have main evented, but when you really had the top guy, the guy who's supposed to be the top baby face for uh, WWE, Dove Ziggler, and also he's putting his career on the line because he basically just realized like he just hit his glass ceiling because he, he lost to Dean Ambrose. So the IC title was like basically the second closest thing to a world title for him. And then with the Miz, you know, the Miz had a great run as the IC champion uh throughout that whole time. 
I don't know. He, I don't think he was champion for that long. Or was was that the whole, uh, the whole when he started doing that, the uh, the title reign, like he started doing the countdowns on how long he's been champion. I think so. I think that was that 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 was that period. Okay, I, I couldn't remember that part because he's I mean, a multiple time champion, so it's hard to pin like all of his reigns and runs to see yeah. what he actually did in each one. But that run was when he defeated Zack Ryder. Yeah, after he won at WrestleMania. After he won at WrestleMania. So yeah, it was just crazy, and with the whole storyline to it, uh, the fact that when I saw the show, and I'm like, oh wow, John Cena, AJ Styles, and uh, Dean Ambrose are opening the match, and I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz, and it turns out it was the other way around. It was Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. It was still a good match. It was just. The fact that Dolph Ziggler won the IC title and celebrated like he won the world title, it should have closed the show that way. A happy yeah. ending, and he should have gotten that main, been in that main event spot. Because that's it just, true. It just proves that that's how like he did the whole like dreams to do come true, basically. Right, the boyhood dream kind right. of thing. Like um... even though it's for the IC title, because it's like. Yeah, I lost. I lost at the WWE Championship, so I got to go after another title. And he, he had to put his career on the line. It would have been cool if he was still continuing the feud with Dean Ambrose, and Dean Ambrose was the heel. That would have been yeah, but at the time, Dean was, you know, the one time he did try to go heel with uh, was it with Seth. Yeah, it was just not clicking. It wasn't because yeah, it, it was well, to be the- fair. It wasn't Dean Ambrose. It, it wasn't yeah. his heel version. It was creative size, creative version. side. And any, that so that's my list. Uh, obviously, I'll get more of your feedback once I give you my list because at least that way you have something to compare it to. Okay. Uh, number nine is CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam, two thousand and twelve. That everybody thought. This is the uh, biggest match for SummerSlam in history, and it didn't even close out the show. It was like it was like in the first ninety minutes of the show when it went on, because I believe there was two more matches after that, or three. Right, right. It was yeah, somewhere in the midpoint. Right, and the fact that and then uh, don't get me wrong, from John Cena, right? Uh, John Cena and Daniel Bryan. Um, Randy Orton, I understand everything because Daniel was gonna have uh, his moment, but then that moment got taken away from Triple H and Randy Orton, which makes it seem like okay, so wait, we you took something from us, we we got what we wanted, and that was Daniel Bryan to become WWE champion. It finally happened, but then you guys. You had the baby face on top winning, could have ended the show, but instead you had the heel come out, or Randy Orton was a face who turned heel to become WWE champion, where it was like, if if the heel was going to be on top, you should have just had CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar uh, going over. And I'm just going base because um, 2010, the Nexus versus uh, Team WWE, John Cena, the whole story, rumor right. said that, oh, um, it was, I don't remember which, 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 oh, Vince told the Nexus that Cena's going over because oh. we got to have the family go, you know, the family be happy, John Cena, right. WWE, but then reality was John Cena 
told Vince he didn't want to put them over. Right. So, he didn't think that it was their time and stuff like that. And right. it ended up, he ended up regretting that because he saw how much of a detriment it was to to the Nexus and to how I pretty much stopped their, their run. Right. And I guess, uh, I mean, it'd be fine if somebody told Vince, hey, this feud is just going to go towards SummerSlam. And maybe he said the way, you know, like, oh, then if this is it for me against the Nexus, shouldn't I just go over? I feel like that's what happened. Right. Um, I feel like, because if John Cena knew, okay, um, I'm going to continue this feud with them, why why go over in the first place? So I feel like that part of me feel like there was a little miscommunication back there. Could be. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So my number nine, CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar should have, it was a great match. Uh, definitely back and forth. There were some moments where Punk thought we had Brock Lesnar beat and Brock Lesnar got the W where hitting CM Punk with an F5 on the steel chair. Uh, what's your thoughts on that match? That match, I agree with you. It should have been the one to, to close the show. Um, I mean, we even ranked it in our SummerSlam episode when right. we were ranking our matches because that match was one that stole the show. And storyline-wise, it had a big enough storyline that it could have warranted the final spot, the final main event spot. Because we already know how on these shows, they call it a main event-type match, but it just really means it's in the top three it, of, the, it, it basically of the had It basically headlined the pay-per-view. Right. And it's like... It's like when uh, UFC does it, like we're promo- promoting this big fight, but it doesn't mean it's closing the show, right? It's, it's just one this, of the is, top. this is just the fight that's that everybody's talking about, so that's right. why we're promoting it. And I mean, I knew what they were going for with the whole Daniel Bryan angle because that was kind of basically what started his push, right? And started getting him over as a baby face because he got screwed over by the authority, started that whole angle. And even then, you could have still had that as the second to last match and still could have pulled off all of that stuff there. But just the story and the quality of the match that Brock and Punk had definitely warranted that it should have been in a main event spot. And here's the thing. If if it should have just, besides the buildup to the match and the two biggest names in WWE, um. There was no title involved. There was nothing. It was, it should have just closed the show. And then Vince would have, you know, just could have just had uh, CM Punk uh, get his, his spot on the top again without, right. without John Cena. And it's like the fact is like that was clearly a shot towards CM Punk. Cause that before that and after that, Punk, uh, Brock Lesnar was in the main event picture. But I will say this though, the fact that he wasn't, what if if it was in the main event, would it the match would have turned out the same? Because if it, if it would have happened, let's just say Cena and Daniel Bryan went over, and then Daniel Bryan wins, and it's like now we gotta have this big match. I think it it definitely still would have, and just for the fact that we've kind of noticed a trend with Brock whenever he wrestles smaller guys especially smaller guys that he gets along with respects and likes he will have an outstanding match with them and to put him in, in uh, case in point the matches with uh daniel bryan 
and the matches with uh, AJ Styles. Ben Balor. Ben Balor. They were smaller than him, but because he liked them, worked with them well, and you know had respect for them, he was able to still have these outstanding matches. So I think even if they had moved that match to the main event spot, we probably still would have had the same quality match that we got. Right. Or it could have been better. Yeah, or better, yeah. Or better. Um, but yeah, and I was going to say, Brock Lesnar, when he is not in the main event, his best matches happen when he's not in the main event. Right. Uh, regardless if they're two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, his best matches have always been when he's in the middle car. Uh, I guess maybe because it's like, all right, well, doesn't have the pressure of, of being yeah, in doesn't the main have that, event. right? Or maybe he just too, doesn't care at this point because the show's yeah. been too long. Yeah. Because look, even when he faced uh Seth Rollins at WrestleMania on the opening show, I feel like it was way better than the other ones that he had. Uh, Definitely, they, they face each other, and it was only like two minutes, three minutes tops. Three minutes from belt to belt, not including like all the stuff that they did beforehand with like the beat down and stuff like that. Yeah. But definitely, yeah, Brock. When whenever he's motivated, we already know that he can fucking deliver in any spot of the, of the on the card. And then he goes up to the uh, the guys and they say, "What do you want to do?" <laughs> I mean, that's it. He doesn't go and say, "Oh." Call in the ring, brother, or hey, I'm gonna do this. We're gonna do this. He goes up to them and say, like, "What do you want to do?" Yeah, because he's like, "First of all, I know you can't do much to me, anyways." <laughs> so yeah. if you try hurt. to shoot at me, yeah, <laughs> if you try to shoot at me, you know that's not gonna work. I mean, ask Braun Strowman, see how that worked out for him. Yeah, <laughs> amen to that. Uh, so I got number eight right here: AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Makamura. Backlash. Uh, that was for the WWE Championship, uh, no disqualification, and the main event was Samoan Joe versus Roman Reigns. Thoughts on that? I mean, this match did end in a uh, multi- I mean, in a count out because they both uh, hit each other with a low blow, got the tank out, and then that was it. Right. So I understand why that didn't close because of the ending, but it's like that wasn't necessary. AJ Styles could have won. You know, it, it was a no disqualification match. So it, I don't understand why he didn't win. And then they ended up uh, having another match later on, uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, yeah. And the last man standing match. And they still did a main event the show. I think the only reason why that one didn't main event is because, and this is more on, on the creative, is that during that whole feud, Nakamura should have gone over. Meaning, in my eyes, meaning in my eyes at least. winning the title, winning the title. Yeah, just because we were all so hyped when Nakamura won the Rumble, and we knew that we were getting AJ versus Nakamura at WrestleMania, and all of us were still remembering the the Wrestle Kingdom match for the IC title, which was you know a fantastic match, right. probably one in the top ten to fifteen of anyone in the last. Now, decade. Also, a lot of a lot of a lot of matches that uh. Well, not a lot, but one of the matches that a lot of people forgot about. Right. And because of that, I think everyone had the feeling and the idea that Nakamura should have gone over. Then they did the story the way they did. He turned At the heel. time with Joe and, and Roman, Joe, every time that Joe had been in that kind of spot where he was facing for a championship, he was kind of like the same as Nakamura. You kind of felt like he should win it because Joe should have had a championship run too. Right. Uh, 
So I could see where you could easily put that also in that main event spot on that card because, again, we would know we would have gotten a quality match out of Nakamura and AJ. Just the storyline at the time, though, just kind of makes it seem like, mm. you know, I could kind of see where it fit where it was at at that point in time. Point, point is, it's like, how do you have uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Makamura? Three or four at this point. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was three, right? They did like three, four matches throughout well, they, that whole yeah, program. Because uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble, I don't remember. If, was that before or after Backlash? Oh, at the time, when did they have it? I really, oh, you know what? I think it was before. I think that's, before. What, I think before. that's what uh, lead to uh, no disqualification match. Yes, you're so, right. Um, but yeah, it, point is, it's just like, it was for the WWE Championship. I don't understand why it couldn't main event the show at Backlash and why they decided to take this run where it's like, okay, we're going to make this storyline into a joke when it could have just been a hard style wrestling classic. Yeah. If it, if Especially if it wasn't going to be, we all know how Vince McMahon feels about wrestling. So it's like, dude, it's not going to close out your show. Why couldn't we just get wrestling though? Right. And getting then, a good, yeah, getting a good match out of it, right? If it was gonna make your main uh event your pay per view, then I could understand how you want it. How do you want to close the show? That's fine. I understand that. It's just why can't you just still get a great match out of it, right? So, and I don't recall AJ Styles ever main eventing a pay-per-view as WWE champion, could you? Oh, damn. Now that you mention it, let me take a second to think. Because this is the run where he beat Ginger, Ginger Mahal. But that was a clash of the champions, but that was a SmackDown brand when he right. first defended the title against Ginger Mahal. But I think going forward until he dropped the title, I don't think he ever main evented a pay-per-view. No, because I'm thinking after after that, he lost it to Daniel Bryan. To and Daniel was, Bryan, and that was on the SmackDown show. SmackDown show. That was on the SmackDown show too. So you're right. Yeah, I don't think he throughout that whole run, he did have an actual closing main event match as champion. And uh, Backlash and Money in the Bank were two great ones. He could have done it. Definitely. So. And we are like I said, mentioning the New Japan match earlier. We already know that those two guys, if left to their own uh, doing. They would have given us fantastic matches. Yeah, the mat the match at WrestleMania was not bad. It was throughout because after all that matches that we just went through, the match wasn't the same as the Tokyo Dome. Um, but you know that's expected or expecting or expected. Ex- yeah. yeah, and um, so by the time if you go back and just watch that match, it's actually really good. I would yeah. give it four stars, but at that night, I was like, "Man, this is three stars!" Right, so just because of our, just because of our hype and our expectation of what we wanted and what we ended up getting. But yeah. you're right; some of these, some of those matches, you can go back and watch it again, maybe a year or two later. And that's sometimes what I'll do with some of these matches, like the ones that I that get like this big praise. I'll right. give it time to kind of settle, breathe, and then I'll go back and revisit it like a year or two later, just to kind of see if it still if it still holds up. Right. Yeah, that's why I have a lot of matches uh, that were like, oh, these are my forever matches. And then when I go back, I'm just like, eh, I guess it was just the moment. It was right. the emotional rush of seeing the chase 
rather if it was a, uh, for the title or something, it was just like, oh, I enjoy the story more than to the match, I guess. Yeah. And sometimes that's, you know, that's why people don't do a lot of crazy bumps because it's like, if you love the story, why should we do crazy stuff in the match? Right, because the story will hold the, the fans' attention. That'll hold you, you hold your yeah. this to where you don't need to do crazy spots. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was number eight. Yes, yep. number eight. My number seven. Um, is uh oh my gosh, Sheamus versus Albert Alberto Del Rio versus Chris Jericho versus R um RVD versus Randy Orton. For the World Heavyweight Championship, it was a fatal four-way match at uh, Over the Limit 2012. The main event was Johnny Ace versus big money match John Cena. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh my God, fucking the start of people power. I oh. saw your face and eyes. Do you want to explain <laughs> your, your thoughts and feelings about that? I mean, just because that entire angle with Johnny Ace was just cringe from start to finish. That absolutely, I agree. The Fatal Four Way should have definitely closed that that show. Should have main evented just because right. Johnny Ace was not good in the eighties, was not good in the nineties, and he sure as hell wasn't good in the twenty tens. And uh, I know I um, there's another match on the card that possibly should have main evented as well, but this actually is my next one. So yes, yeah, Sheamus, Alberto, the uh, the real Chris Jericho, Randy Orton. It was actually a good match. And also Sheamus was another guy who hasn't main evented a pay-per-view when becoming world champion. And there was two matches on a pay-per-view he could have. And it's one of them is this one, uh, the Fatal 4-Way. And also the one in uh, Hell in a Cell when he had that match with uh, the Big Show. Yeah. Those are the two matches that could have main evented a pay-per-view and obviously didn't. So the other match that could have made event to this pay-per-view is CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan for the world title. Uh, but the reason I didn't pick this one is because I felt Sheamus should have, des- you know, he deserved that opportunity. And you had big names on there that could have helped them. And I believe he, he, he pinned Chris Jericho. I don't remember. So that should have been a big highlight moment for him. Because yeah. he eliminated Chris Jericho at the Rumble to become the, the winner the of the Royal winner. Rumble winner and to go main event WrestleMania, opening WrestleMania. So that should have been a big moment for them. And again, so the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, what did we get? A main event match, uh, a wrestling style match, main event. main event. And that's the reason, this is why what I said earlier about AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. This match should have main evented the pay-per-view, but it's not going to. Fine. Give us wrestling, man. And that's what yeah. we got from this match. And also which a great, st- great story, too. Yeah, which is something we definitely would have expected from both of them just because of their history, and we know that they work well together. But going right. back to the Sheamus and the Fatal 4-Way, that definitely would have been a great closer because you had, like you mentioned, all the participants, even though Del Rio had his fallout and his fall from grace at right. that time, he was good. He was definitely, you know, uh, a golden egg at the time. So you had him, you had Jericho, who we already know it's going to be a first battle hall of famer. Whenever he finally hangs it up and goes in Randy Orton, same thing. Right. So you already had two well-established, well-known names, one strong up and comer, and then the current world champion. 
you really had the makings of something that would have been a great main event closer. It was a great match still, but it definitely would have been a great closing match. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it, it's just, again, I just don't understand it where and why they thought, hey, John Cena is going to go over. I mean, he's and Johnny Ace is going to main event the pay-per-view. And people think, okay, well, is John going over? I guess so to make everybody happy. And what, what, you know, what happens? The Big Show shows up, right? Knockout, knockout uh, punch, knockout punch on Cena's on the top of the head, not on the face, and yep. knocks him out. So it it was just like, okay, why, why did that have to close the show that way? What was the purpose of it? And why did it have to go twenty minutes? So. I, I just didn't get it. But yeah, Sheamus should have made events at that pay-per-view. Uh, and plus it was for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yep. Uh, next on my list is, so the reason why I didn't say CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, uh, one, I felt like Sheamus deserves the over the limit because for CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan, I felt uh, that one at Money in the Bank since it was a no disqualification match should have closed the show and it would have been uh, a back-to-back main event for CM Punk at Money in the Bank. But no, it was John Cena main eventing the pay-per-view once again to win the briefcase, even though he did not need it. Um, But yeah, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, they had a great match. I felt this one, obviously, it was a uh, no disqualification match, but they went at it like crazy, like if it was a street fight. Yep. You could really tell, like, they were doing two mix of wrestling and also, uh, like, brawling, brawling, extreme rule kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, CM Punk won with a backdrop to a table, onto a table, which have not seen that in a long time at that time. Yep. Uh, I mean, same as with the last mention, these guys, again, work well together, and they definitely could have main-invented any of those programs in that year, Right, really. Because, you know, at the time, it was put everything on Cena, put Cena in every possible main event. It was because they were just – he was their, their golden goose, so he was the one that they were just banking on and overexposing, which is what oh, no. always led back to that, you know, drawback that Cena – got for a long time where he just got the hate of the fans and the hate of the, you want to call the IWC uh, wrestling community, wrestling fans, however you want to phrase it. Right. It was because of that constant, just pushing forward in main events that made no sense. So for me, I thought the feud was going to lead to WrestleMania where the, I thought, I thought it was going to be CM Punk versus John Cena at WrestleMania 29 for the Mm -hmm. world title. Because I was just like, um, it has to pinch a nerve for Punk. Obviously, it did, and even storyline wise, where it's yeah. like it's like every mat, every pay per view in 2012, you main evented, you main evented. As soon as you leave, that's the only time I could main event because you're not here, right? So to ensure, uh, what's it called? I main event WrestleMania. I, I need to face you then. So I'm gonna do whatever it takes in my power for you. Make sure you win. So, like, kind of, he can like screw, not screw Cena in a way at the Royal Rumble, but kind of make it look like Cena won, 
like basically right. helping him to ensure he went to Royal Rumble and, and uh, goes to face him at, at, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania to finally get his main event match. But so, at the same time, because it was WrestleMania 29, we already had kind of been foretold that they were going to have the rematch with him and Rock because of the turnout of WrestleMania 28 and how much money they made off of right. 28. That but they thought people up. also thought it was gonna be uh rock versus punk. And that, I, but then honestly, as soon as as soon as but then as soon as uh the rock announced uh who's uh whoever's the WWE champion, he's gonna face some of the rumble, and then people were like, No, it's not gonna be punk, but at the same time, it's like, well, is punk really gonna drop the title then? At, SummerSlam or Night of Champions because he eventually ended up facing John Cena and Night yeah. of Champion. So, but tried to go back to topic that, but yeah, that match that uh, Punk and Daniel Bryan had in Money in the Bank should have made an event to the show. Definitely. So, I mean, they went, they went all out during that. Again, just like in, at the previous pay-per-view, they went all out during that too and showed that they could mix it up give us a combination of wrestling, brawling, extreme rule stuff, and still keep it with an entertaining storyline, which is everything that everyone kind of wants out of a out of a match, out of a show. Right. And it was just like uh and again the fact that Punk main evented last year and it's like you could have just given him that opportunity and also that moment to shine and to get his main event more but moment. Uh, and then they had a great story leading into this uh, pay-per-view. And clearly it was not, storyline-wise, it wasn't something Punk and Daniel Bryan were okay with. But they just said, okay, whatever, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but point is, it had a story. And the match that didn't have a story was the Money in the Bank match. The ladder match, yeah. The ladder match where it only had four on, uh, on leading up to the pay-per-view, but then the day of the pay-per-view, the Miz was added. So, yeah. Uh, Next ma- next match, what is that? One, two, three, four, five. This is five, so I'm giving you five yep. more, hopefully. So, right. number five is Cody Rhodes and Goldust versus The Shield at Battleground. Do you remember that one? I love that match. That one definitely <laughs> should have been. Uh, that definitely should have been event just because that story had so much investment into it. Tell me how you real feel. Tell me I mean, how you really feel, dude. The whole buildup <laughs> was great. I mean, the the end result was great. Dusty, you know, putting his sons together, giving them the pep talks, having all these talks with these interactions with the authority. The whole right. part where he, you know. It was a WrestleMania shush match. Stephanie. Yeah, where he shushed Stephanie during leading up to that, and it was Woo, that real. That's true. Got, he, she legit got pissed off at him because that wasn't in the plans. But again, just that matchup had a lot of great story to it. That you know you were wanting that payoff to to happen, and we got it. And that's something in a match where the storyline and the emotion warrants that it should have been a main event, a closer match. Because like you mentioned earlier, there's a whole idea of sending the fans home happy. Mm-hmm. How much more can you send them more happy than having that, that moment. family moment at the end of the show? And the main event for that one was Randy Orton versus Brian Danielson for the vacated WWE Championship, and none of them won the title. That was the right. one where Big Show interfered in the match. 
right? Which, in <laughs> contrast, which again, in contrast to what we just said, sending the fans home happy, that's the complete opposite because you have a fuck finish exactly. with <laughs> Big Show of all people again coming in and getting involved. And at that time, that was when everyone was so fed up with Big Show too, where they right. were just telling him, retire, go away, you know. And for Brian and and Orton, we had seen that match a lot at that point in time already. So it didn't feel fresh. It didn't feel new. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, we'll probably see a rematch of this at the next pay-per-view, and maybe then it can happen. So it didn't need to be in that spot. It did. And it didn't have to close the show. And plus, with that bogus finish, why did it close the show? Right. Why make this story? You make the, make it seem like, oh my gosh, this storyline is going to main event the pay-per-view, this brand new pay-per-view, and it flopped. And right. that was the only good card, uh, good match on the card. Like, it was here, and then the next was Punk and Ryback. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's it. But then you see yeah. the gap. The gap between one to the other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and that says a lot. So the fact that the second close good is good match was Ryback versus CM Punk. That says a lot. Of that whole show in general. Exactly. So um all right. So number four, I got John Cena versus Kevin Owens at uh Elimination Chambers. Uh pay-per-view. This is the first time where John Cena calls uh Kevin Owens for uh not Kevin Owens. He calls anybody for as a U.S. Open Challenge. Kevin Owens mm-hmm. answered. It had a big reaction, a big, a big pop. The fact that he power bombed John Cena, and so you have NXT champion Kevin Owens versus the U.S. champion John Cena, and it it should have been it. It it was huge. It was like the fact that. Again, I don't know why they have the Elimination Chamber match pay-per-view uh, just for the IC title and the tag team title. Mm-hmm. And if all people, they gave the title to Ryback, no disrespect, but I feel like Dove Ziggler should have won it. Um, But the fact it was just like you had, again, Kevin Owens, NXT versus John Cena's Monday Night Raw US champion, that should have closed the show. And it was a really great match. I believe it was, obviously, it was match of the night. So, and they continued this whole feud. And the in the Elimination Chamber wasn't even the main event. It was Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose uh, for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And it ended in a no DQ. Same. So. I mean, the Elimination Chamber, me personally, is how I feel it as a pay-per-view is that it shouldn't even be a thing. That match should be a very special match. Kind of like Hell in a Cell, too. Hell in a Cell shouldn't even be a pay-per-view either. They should just bring those uh, whenever there's like a where you need to settle this shit once and for all kind of matches. But with that being said, yeah, definitely Owens and Cena should have main evented just because that match alone elevated Kevin Owens. Now, you could just imagine how much more elevated would have been having him in the final match because when he answered that challenge, that was a big reaction. That was a big pop because nobody really expected him of all people right. to come out. Maybe someone from NXT, but maybe not the NXT champion. And the fact that he came out and he gave it to Cena, you know, he on that opening segment, giving him the pop-up power bomb. 
picking up the NXT title and then stepping on the U.S. title and holding the NXT title up, you know, that was just putting the stamp on the brand that is NXT and giving NXT a big shot in the arm. Right. Go throughout that whole program, which, again, Cena gave a lot to Kevin Owens. He he definitely helped, you know, elevate him throughout that whole program. But I think if you had had that first match be the closing moment with Kevin Owens standing tall, boom, you know, he's still a star, but he would have shortened that gap, you know, to start him right. even more. Exactly. And then after that, he was kind of just like this. Yeah. Until they kind of. Yeah. But I mean, he was on TV. He was the IC champion later on. So it all worked out for him. Mm-hmm. So, and then eventually becoming um universal champion. Universal champion. Yeah. When Finn went down. Right. Uh, So that was my number four. But before we're, was it four? So I got three left, right? Okay. Yep. Three before left. Before we uh, give you my top three. Uh, I just want to let the listeners know to please check out our merch store, uh, teesprings.com. And also, we're also on Pro Wrestling Tees. Thank you so much for having us on there. Uh, also, check us out on our IG, New Watcher Wrestling Pod. You know what? Everything's down in the link. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why yeah, I keep but- doing this for YouTube. The beginning of the show, sure. But right now, just just everything's down in the link. You, Spotify, Google, Apple Google. Podcasts. Just click on there. IG too. Follow us. We're also on Twitter. I don't know if our Twitter's on there, but it should be. If not, yeah, we can add it on there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So my number three. Now bear with me. All right. Number three is Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harper at Extreme Rules. <laughs> 2015. It was this opening match. They were facing in um Oh, was it in Chicago? Wasn't it a street fight? Yeah, Chicago street fight. The main event was Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins in a steel cage match. So now hear me out. When they opened the show, they could have opened the show. It's the fact that they continue their match and they came back to the ring in the middle of the show where it should have happened towards the main, uh, towards the end of the main event. So they left. They left the All-States Arena. I hope they did, because I'm pretty sure it was a Chicago street fight. They yeah. left All-States Arena, and instead of coming back, I don't remember what match they came back from, but Seth Rollins, he's the WWE Championship. He beat Randy Orton, and that's where Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper should have came through the fan, the, the audience. Uh, after the main event, and con- that way, so they could have continued the I whole the match going. keep continue the match going because that's what they did. The match like kind of ended in a way like fifteen minutes, but then it it went for another like hour. Yeah, they were fighting else elsewhere and stuff like that. And the referee followed them too, so the match technically was still going on. They right. should have waited until after the main event for them to come back, and then that that would have been one hilarious. And two, the longest match in WWE history right on for three hours. <laughs> so that would have been great for them. And and everybody would have uh, been happy. And also uh, going home-wise, and also it's a great way leading into uh, uh, payback. 
So right. uh, payback was the next pay per view because if Dean Ambrose obviously he would he beat Luke Harper, then he could have seen Seth Rollins, like on the ramp, right? Just basically saying during the whole the belt side, yeah, yeah, yeah you're next. next, yeah, yeah, a great. It would have been a great way to do all that. That's how I would have booked it. I mean, Luke Harper should have gotten more main events than than he than he got a chance to have. Right. Um, and him and Dean, because of their styles, really did match up really well in a brawling sense. And right. that brawl was fun to watch. And you're right, if they could have done that kind of scenario where where the match started, they went into the crowd, they kept on fighting, Red follows them up, and it just continues. And they could have even done like cut cuts in between the show. Seeing exactly. where they were at, seeing where they were at throughout the building, if they were fighting the concession stands, if they were fighting uh, in the bathrooms or they were fighting in the parking lot. Throughout you, every match, they could have gone backstage and make it look like, hey, they're getting back closer and closer and closer. And then by the, the end time of the main yeah. event. Yeah. And then by the time the main event, you know, you have the finish because again, Randy versus Seth, as great as they both are, that was just an overdone. And uh, and, and, it, and it took everything through. away from the match because Randy Orton couldn't use the uh, the RKO was banned for the match, right inside steel cage. So it kind of took away the fun of it. And it's right. like, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool because it's like the one thing we could expect is uh, Randy Orton is going to do a RKO out of nowhere, right? Because it's banned. But the fact is, like, it takes away his finish. So clearly, yeah. he's not. I mean, they could have been worked. They could have even worked it into that because, like we say, we could have had them coming in from the crowd as a distraction. Seth is like looking at them, like, and the ref is looking like, "What the hell is going on?" Then when Seth turns around, all of yeah. a sudden, Randy hits him with an RKO. The ref doesn't see it, so it's not declared, you know, an illegal tactic. And then you could have gotten it. It takes, yeah, and it takes away from the from selling the RKO because the ref is distract distracted. <laughs> turns around, he's like, "Oh, okay, my bad, my bad." One, two, kick out. So, right, and then you could have gone into the finish after that. Right, yeah, and then that's how you could have had uh, uh, Am uh, Dean Ambrose beating Luke Harper, and they could have they could have gone inside the cage. They didn't even have yeah. to bring the cage back up. Right, so, they could have like the door been unlocked, or somebody raises it a little bit off the floor, and they just slide underneath, and then right. they're just in there brawling at it at too. It would have been a lot of fun if that could have been played out like that. Yeah, it could have, and it should have, man. Yeah. But that's why I kind of put it. I feel like obviously because of how the match would have been built to closing the main event, that's why I put it a little bit higher. Cause again, it would have been like the longest match in WWE history or or ever. Right. Uh, but here's my number two. All right. So this is uh these these are the two matches where I'm like, I can't believe they couldn't even have this moment. Number two. Is CM Punk versus Chris Jericho payback, two thousand and thirteen at Chicago, Illinois. You're why couldn't he just have that moment? I mean, any any time while well, they had Punk in the company and they were in Chicago, they should have had him in a main event spot. Just because you already know, we already saw it from from a year ago at the United Center that anytime he was performing in Chicago you would have gotten a pop. You would have gotten a rating. You would have gotten a number. You've right. gotten a huge reaction from Chicago just because how Chicago fans love Chicago-grown stars. Exactly. I mean, and we even see it with other folks that are, you know, build out of Chicago, even though they might not be bigger on the cards, but as soon as they're there 
and they're representing Chicago on their way out, they get a big reaction. And we're talking like right. Ali. Uh, exactly. and that's what yep. I'm using as an example. You know, last time he was in Chicago, he had that fucking dope ass Chicago flag gear. He had a great reaction. He, and even before that, he was a heel before that, not that long ago before that match. And when he came out, he got a big baby face reaction. And then at that time, too, with that story with uh, Jericho and Punk, that had a lot of good build to because, you know, there was a whole thing of calling Punk's uh, straight edge into question. No, and that Jer was the WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania. This one was uh, CM Punk can't claim he's the best in the world since world. he took his ball uh, and, and went home after he lost to The Undertaker. That's right. Now I remember yet. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So this one was truly about best who uh, being best who in the world. In the world. And uh, they could have had CM Punk could have had his moment main event in that pay per view. Don't I understand John Cena, Ryback, three stages of hell, but one that match should even happen because of the three stages of hell matches were a lumberjack match, a tables match, and once you go through all that. The third fall, if necessary, is a stretcher match. No, an uh, ambulance match. match. Same difference as stretcher. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I why? And also, it could have been any kind of match. Could have been a steel cage match. Well, Brock Lesnar and, and Triple H was a steel cage match, uh, Extreme Rules. But could have been a, uh, a no hose bar, boss call anywhere. They could have been. It could have been, been anything. Yes, could have had another stipulation. There was that feud did not call for a three stages of hell match. There was nothing about right. It was nothing personal. Thing. Yeah, they could have said like, "Oh no, we need to settle it this way." They could have done any other kind of stipulation on there. And and then the matches they picked again, it didn't it didn't make sense. A lumberjack match, tables match, sure, okay, yeah, ambulance, sure, but it should have been the first fall should have been. Uh, no disqualification, false count anywhere, something. Yeah, or or it should have been the tables match, and then the second match could have been uh, you know, steel cage, uh, you and know, the street fight or something. Yeah, but no, they went with lumberjack tables and ambulance match, or it could have just been an ambulance match. That alone by itself, because <laughs> the ambulance oh, match, the lumberjack match was about. 12 to 15 minutes, another three minutes uh, at, for the tables match. Tables match. And in the, the last five, eight to 10 minutes, it was the ambulance match. Which for the amount of time they gave the tables match, you could have just had table spots in the ambulance match. You could have made an ambulance match and just had table spots in it. Right. That was covered for what they did in those three minutes in a, in a tables match. I, I feel like, yeah, it was unnecessary. It could have just been a, a ambulance match. That's it. You could have had, it would have been better because the first, like I said, the first 12 to 15 minutes, it was a regular wrestling match. Right. And it's not, and that wasn't a good one. <laughs> Comparing to Punk and Chris Jericho, that was Jericho. wrestling and storytelling. This was just like, we both hate each other and we want to hurt, hurt each other. But you're, how? With those matches, you can't. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, yeah, Punk, it's, he hit Chris Jericho with not one but two STS, right? Go to sleep. GTS, yep. GTS. What the hell did I say? STS. <laughs> STS. Oh, my gosh. S what the? Okay. G GTF. <laughs> no, my gosh. GTS. <laughs> Jeez. All right, that was my number two. Punk, Chris Jericho, payback. My number one. 
is uh the only reason why so as an adult CM Punk Chris Jericho number one but um as a kid my number one is gonna be Hulk Hogan versus Randy Orton uh SummerSlam 2006. The main event there was two crappy main events DX versus the McMahon family. Oh, and uh, John Cena, no, Edge. Well, yeah, regardless, John Cena versus Edge for the WWE Championship. Edge was champion, and it was John Cena's hometown. And so, John Cena lost. Uh, Edge hit him with the breast knuckles, got the one, two, three, and it was just like, why didn't Hogan and Randy Orton? And I don't care what anybody thinks, but that was the best match on the card and should have made events at that pay-per-view. And especially that Hogan was going over. I mean, I feel like Randy Orton should have gone over, but I mean, I that, just didn't understand why he didn't main event it. That 2006 one for Hogan, yeah, that definitely had a better storyline to it that it could have been in that kind of spot, especially over the McMahon DX crap, even though it is funny and juvenile comedy right it didn't need to be in that in one of those main event spots that could have been fourth from the card or could that, that been, could have that could have been the for the hogan and um hogan and randy orton spot or, yeah they could have had that second to last spot or even that main event spot uh edge and cena that one i mean they've had so many matches that that one is just kind of like one amongst the middle ones not one of their better ones right so the best one they had was uh, in the Royal Rumble at yeah, that during at, that time. During that time. So, yeah, you could have easily fitted in Hogan and, uh, and Orton into that spot and given Hogan a, a big moment there. Yeah, and it was just it was just weird because, again, if, if this was the first time ever, okay, sure. Um, of course. Why, why, why wouldn't I want to? But I already seen it. Right. And I was just like, I was just so weird. Uh because I was just like, I don't want to wait for this match. I mean, like, unless John Cena wins, but an edge loss. And I was just like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so I was like, it, it took the, it took my happiness away from Hog the Hogan match. Right. So and a lot of the, a lot of common threads is like that we noticed that at least that I kind of picked up on these uh on this list is the ones that were the actual main events, going back it to is. what we said earlier it wasn't really sending the fans home content, happy because they weren't like full finishes where, you know, you could say, all right, crowd got their, what they wanted. They got the moment and they didn't, it was just a series of almost fuck finishes the entire, the entire list really. I mean, almost every match had a, a funky finish that, that was just like, okay, kind of leaves you with a meh. Yeah. It takes, yeah. And, um, I'm kind of glad that you noticed that because honestly, while I was doing this list, I didn't really think about it like that, that all the pay-per-view matches we got robbed, but maybe that's why I remember them. So. Maybe so, but I think the memorable moment sticks out most because, I mean, like I said, going back to to the Cody and Dustin uh, tag yeah, match. Out of everything, that, that's the only thing I remember. Like that, out of that show, that's the one thing I remember because it's a very memorable one because that whole program was just fun with how the emotion that uh, all three of the Rhodes family members, you know, were able to drum up and the shield just being great heels at the time, just, you know, wanting to go ahead and eliminate all of them and just be done with them and get them out of WWE 
at the time that Dang. yeah, yeah. If anything, looking forward to it now now that you know we have cody back in wwe and looking forward to maybe the possible matchup with him and roman you could even drop some of that stuff back up just to add more drama to that upcoming you know whatever whenever that match happens right. you know whenever cody comes back and you have a moment like that like they could bring that up and bring that emotion back up almost 10 years later yeah you're right next year will be 10 years exactly so yeah. fucking lines up <laughs> it lines up hey but yeah man thanks for listening to my list brother so i appreciate it out of i don't know how to access because again this is my opinion but which one do you like besides all of them is there one match that stood out for you well, I think, like I said, we just talked about it. That was, that's the tag team match is the one that really stood out. And to kind of go over to the, the very first match you mentioned with um, Dolph and Miss, um, probably because they're best friends. And usually guys that are best friends can have great matches together just because they know each other well. Right. I really think that match even, or in that whole feud should have had a lot more room to breathe and really – build up on that story that it should have been in that main event spot too, just because, and I kind of like seeing like Miss and Miss and seeing how much of an interaction Miss and actually uh, Dolph have because they are hometown boys. They're from the same part and they get along great that you can actually see them having actually great matches. And even though Dolph is probably the, not probably is the better technical wrestler out of the two, Miss also being a great entertainer, they could really mesh up well and put on great matches. Yeah, and then it would have been. I mean, the only thing about it is they went on and had a another rematch, and uh, the Miz took the title away from him. I don't remember when, how far exactly. I think it was the right. night before Russ. I think it was the night before uh, Survivor Series that he took the title back, and then they had a ladder match at TLC. Yeah. So I feel like that match, that latter match, should have happened at WrestleMania, um, or again could have closed out that pay per view because it just drives me crazy that they haven't made invented a pay per view when they had so many matches together. Right. And the one match they haven't had together is for the WWE title. Uh, yeah. So before we go. I wanted to play this little thing with you. That sounds weird. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Hold on. Rewind. I want to play this game. It's called This or That. So basically, I'm going to give you two uh, wrestlers, and you're just either going to pick either or. All this right. Somebody you like better. Uh, This or that. Bret Hart or Edge? Bret Hart. Eddie Guerrero or Owen Hart? Eddie. <laughs> All right. Ray Mysterio versus RVD. I mean, Ray Mysterio or RVD? Ray. Stephanie McMahon or Trish Stratus? Trish. Triple H or Randy Orton? Triple H. Uh, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, or Mick Foley? Mick. Uh, Becky or Sasha Banks? Becky. Cody Rose or Seth? Seth freaking Rollins. Seth. Okay. Nice. I like to pick the choices you picked. <laughs> so you hesitated on Eddie Guerrero and Owen Hart. You hesitated on uh 
Cody and uh, Seth Rollins. Everybody else, it was like I I know quick, yeah, quick fight, very quick. Now there's another thing. Uh, I got uh for you. So it's called King of the Ladder. So I'm gonna give you again two names, but instead of eliminating both, whoever you pick is gonna move up the ranks, and it's gonna face somebody else. And basically, we're gonna, I'm gonna give you a whole list, and let's see who survives your list, and it's gonna be on your top of their king of the ladder thing all right all right so starting off with two people the miz or mgf mjf sorry uh miz miz okay miz versus dolph ziggler dolph dolph ziggler versus adam cole dolph dolph ziggler versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Sammy Zayn versus Bobby Flip Bobby Fish. Sammy. Sam Sammy versus Bobby Lashley. Sammy. Sammy versus Roman Reigns. Sammy. <laughs> Sammy versus John Cena. Still Sammy for me. Yeah. Sammy versus Bret Hart. Bret. Bret Hart versus Ric Flair. Bret. Bret versus Eddie Guerrero. Fuck. <laughs> this is your last one. So Bret Hart or Eddie Guerrero? Bret. So Bret Hart is the uh, king of the ladders, but Sami Zayn hold on pretty uh pretty long. Uh I think it was tied basically. So if I would have because I said Bret Hart before Ric Flair, who would have won for Sammy or Ric Flair? Uh probably Rick. I probably would have picked Rick. I mean, like I said, I love Sammy. I love his current run too. Everything that he's done as a heel has been fun. And the fact that they're kind of slow, he's kind of slowly maybe might be going babyface again. Right. Uh, it kind of gives that open that we know that Sam could be a great face because Sammy in NXT as a babyface was awesome. You know, the whole build up to him beating uh, Neville for, for the NXT title, you know, it was a great babyface moment. So, he has been someone who very low key has maintained a level of entertainment for mm-hmm. the last two, three years, whether he's doing the stuff with the bloodline, he's doing the jackass stuff, which again, seeing it live, he fucking killed him in that spot, you know, and that's not easy to work with a lot of the jackass guys just because, you know, the kind of crazy shit that they do exactly. uh, to the stuff that he did with Kevin Owens that he's done over the years. And I the think, fact that those I think is, Here's the thing. Have you been a fan outside of Sami Zayn? His yeah, El Generico. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Like, so, as El Generico, there's I love some people. There's, Kevin Steen. Right. But there's some people because of El Generico, that's why people don't like how he is because they know how he could be. Right. But to me, it's like, I like Sami Zayn. I, I like, I get to see, I he still does the same moves. Yeah. As much. But uh, there is, I wish he just do once in a while, the brain buster. Yeah. <laughs> just once in a while, throw it in there, man. So right. uh, that's all I miss. Uh, other than that, it's like, yeah, I like Sammy's, Sammy's work. He does great work. And I, as much as I love El Genetico, but I still have the, you know, the memory. The only thing I do regret is not seeing him live. Uh, El Genetico. I finally saw Sammy Zane live not that while ago. And it was, uh, uh, it was a bittersweet because I was happy to finally see him live, but it was like, damn, I wish I would have saw him when he was El Genetico. 
Yeah, I mean, the last time I saw him live was the last time they, they did SmackDown here, and it was him against Nakamura. And they had a great match. Oh, and, it yeah. fun, and it was fun seeing, seeing it, getting a chance to see live, especially seeing them two live against each other. Another match back, that should have, another match that could have made events at a, a, a pay Because I remember the NXT Dallas, the first time that they did NXT Dallas, and you had that match that they had, and, you know, the whole channel Fight Forever started right then and there. Right. That they had this fucking fantastic match there. So getting a chance to see, you know, a version of that, you know, live was fucking great. Yeah, it, again, it, it was just a, a very crazy uh, match. The whole fight forever got the whole goosebumps and everything. Right. It was just like, whoa, that's where <laughs> me personally, it's like, one, it's crazy how a lot of people forgot about it because I honestly forgot about it until you brought it up. Yeah. So well, another match people should need to check it out. Definitely. So, any last words before we head out? Uh, no, man. Again, thanks for having me on. It's always great to be on here and be a part of the show. Yeah, thanks for uh, being on once again and once again. And don't worry, this time I brought you as a guest, not because I needed somebody. Ever was now on vacation this time, <laughs> finally. So I just uh just appreciate it. Uh, you know, you being on it. So thank uh, you very much. Brother. No problem. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Till next time. I am Ian. That's Jose. Till next time. We are out. Doo-doo-doo.